Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins, straight thugging, living the dream. That, that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head to make you laugh. <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or magic being cynical. Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9 11? My muggins mean a lot to cream. That was Stephen Hawkins doing that. Uh, should I delete that? Oh, no, no keep that on. You've got to go for it like that was. I, I asked to do one as well, and you denied. No, move your hand. I'm not going to delete it. Yeah, that's, so I asked to do one, and you didn't let me for that shit. What are you going to do? Milka, 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 milka. I'm 100% milka. Milka, 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 milka. 200% milka. Wait, I'm deleting that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I've been. <laughs> I've been good. <laughs> I was doing well in life up till then. Yeah, no, right? we started with some oh, real fire. Wait, I had some other one. Uh, Tracksuit grey, black, blue. I was just a Hopefield cream like you. Bit of AJ Tracy. Wait, I'm definitely deleting. No, no, it's fine. <sighs> They've done such a good podcast, Becky and Cody and Sloss, and then we're going to release one like the following day. And that's 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 what we've got. Well, mate, do you know what? This is this is one for the listeners. This is one for the real fans. I miss Daniel. I miss him too. <laughs> yeah, they did a great podcast. They did it uh, actually. They did it last week, but it took them ages to send it. They did it on International Women's Day. How did you celebrate International Women's Day? Um, I went out and laid a wreath down at the Women Monument, like you do, and then the little brass band started playing, and we all stood down, gave a minute silence for all the women. So <laughs> he did. Yeah. You wear your uniform and your medals. Yeah, yeah, I went out there. We watched the women's parade. We stood there and we were like, "Thank you for fighting for our freedom, women." And gave them a big thing. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we, uh, then the day was over and we went back to hating them again. <laughs> Midnight. As soon as you watch me. <laughs> get the fuck back indoors. <laughs> you're going, get, if you're going out, put your veil on. I'm going to follow a thought where I know I'm wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Great start. <laughs> Oh, unlike the podcast, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out there. It's gonna be fucking terrible. We're gonna talk about it and discuss why I'm wrong. We're gonna laugh and move on, right? You've got me here, so you're probably not gonna discuss why it's wrong, right? You know, work in men's clubs, yeah, which is a lot of in the northeast, and we run gigs in the concert halls, right? They never used to let women in, right? And some golf clubs, fucking until recently, never used to let women in. And there was a sign still up in a working men's club in the northeast saying women are welcome here, as if that was progressive. Right. You know, like, 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 but we've only lived in a world where the women are cool as fuck, right? Like, I don't know, women, every fucking woman I hang out with, I fucking love them, right? How, how bad must their ancestors have been? <laughs> this is a terrible thought, right? But we don't consider that the weren't cool as fuck. Yeah. We don't consider that. Because, you, you know, when people talk about women of yesterday, they talk like battle axes. I mean, I've been part of the problem here. like, wenches and uh, fisher wives like I don't really get what we, you mean like old, old school women like a hundred years ago and we having a rolling pin gun where's my money <laughs> is that what like, they used to do I don't know I'm I just, just thought they used to like just be like oh we want the vote I'm just I'm just speculating here right that because there's never a situation in this in the world that I know where I want a sausage fest where I go oh I wish it was only dudes here there's not a situation I know of. So, like... So your reason so for my, my head-scratcher, this is just a following of logic, and I know I'm probably wrong, right, but my following of logic is, for me to go, right, we need to make a situation where it's only men, the women must have sucked. Yeah, they were, they were probably just a bit annoying back then. Probably since being let in the clubs, they got a bit of banter about them, innit? 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm probably wrong. Probably do, do some hate, but oh, yeah. I, I just thought I'd put it, oh. just put it out there. there. There'll be the ones who'll take this as a joke, and yeah. there'll be ones that going, I was listening to an episode of Slots and Humphreys, and, and then there'll be some guys. Or, do you ever see them guys here? Yeah, I always used to say this. You see guys who wear, this is what a feminist looks like t-shirt. Yeah. Like, have you ever just tried buying a girl a drink and having a chat with her? Well, That's like, always my fault with that. Like, you know, like when you see men who are like, look how feminist I am. And it's like, just fucking like support, like go, okay, whatever the wage, get, yeah, fucking end that. But you don't have to wear a t-shirt like going, hey ladies, look, I agree with you. Tinder feminists. Half of these gents are just trying to get some puss. Oh, absolutely. Half of them man. are just like, oh, that's what's popular right now. I'm going to fight the call. I, like, I, I don't know my role in feminism. And I've, I've talked about this on stage before. Where, like, I always feel like my role is to not be an obstacle. Yeah. Stay out of the way. Yeah. Which, which, I mean, I've just provided a little bit of an obstacle with my fucking with my, but, but with my shitty thinking before. But it was just a joke. Just you know? a joke, but not, not like really. It. Like, I always think, like, when you can joke about it, you know, if people can tell you're joking about it, then it's fine. But it's when it's like, I, I, with feminism, I just kind of go like, yeah, go, go. For, but I'm not, I don't know what you expect me to be able to do. Like, I support your cause, uh. but I won't sign your petition because I don't sign petitions. You know what I mean? Like, I don't do any of that sort of... I, Man, the only petition I ever signed was to change the Australian dollar to the didgeridollar would do. <laughs> That's the only one I've ever signed because I thought that'd be sick if that happened. What and the then, fuck is and that? And then, then, then there'll be ones like going, oh, my kid needs a new, you know, life support machine. I'm like, oh man, I've got to click a few things. Fuck that. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> gifted. Oh, fuck that. Too many options. Yeah. Didgeridollar do. Didgeridollar do. Don't mind if I didgeridollar don't. <laughs> Finally, a cause for me. Yeah, yeah, man, it's it's weird, but like saying that on Friday, I went out I, uh, like after my show. When I went out to the bar afterwards, I got chatting to these two lesbians. Uh, turned out they were lesbian. I thought, no, I'm joking. I knew from the off, but uh, we ended up having this really cool chat about like women in sport. You said you were joking. Were you talking to lesbians or not? No, no, they were yeah. lesbians. And then um, I was having a chat with them, and one of them used to be a ex pro football player. Yeah. Uh, but like got injured and stuff so I was just like wow this like you must be dope at football and we were just having this chat about it and stuff and I kept uh, telling her like things in my job and I started like jokingly talking about drugs and things like that and comedy don't know how the conversation went on to that at the end of the night we were leaving and I went to her like oh so what do you do now and she went I'm a police officer and I'd been sitting there telling stories about times I've been taking drugs or things <laughs> like that. To a knock. To a knock. I just looked at her and she went, don't worry, it's fine. Yeah. Like, and I just was like, oh, she was super sound with it and super dope. And then uh, I, I went to do a thing and went, after a few beers, I went, how bad would it be if you just saw me leave and go get into a car? <laughs> after getting drunk. <laughs> All of that. Did- do you think the job's worth so? Do you think when they clock off, they're just clocked off because you fucking... No, man, weirdly, recently... I've got a uh, couple of mates who are, who are in the biggest gang in the world. And, um, it, it's just a gang, isn't it? Well, what, the police? The police? I thought you were going to say they were part of MS-13 or something, which is that Latina gang. I was like, nah, they've got a that, life branch now. That, that gang has got nothing on the police. <laughs> just a gang, aren't they? What, the police? Yeah, they're a gang. I don't know. No, I think, I think like, it's just... Like, a- you know, when you take away the smoke and mirrors, right? Like, um, like what I was saying about that um, Sapiens book in the Homo Deus, where they're, like, about shared myths, things that, like, we just agree on to be a thing. Right. Like, if you pull on a uniform and go buy a book that we wrote as humans. It's all just stuff that we all made up, right? Yeah. They're, they're, they're a gang that, like, and fucking... They can Im- imprison you. 
Lock you up and don't, shit. Don't and get me wrong. I take away your freedom for smoking a herb. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I, but I think it's like anything. I think it's like, all right, you're gonna get that one person in the job who's like going by the book. Then you're gonna get another person in the job who's like, okay, the book's kind of stupid. I'll go buy it when I need to go buy it when the situation's right. And then you're gonna get that absolute psychopath there yeah. who's just going, I just want to club people. Like, and we, thank God we don't live in America because otherwise yeah. it will be. I want to shoot people, but over here, like the what was. And I think most most police, I think, are there with the correct intentions and stuff. And like, I've got a buddy who's doing really well in the police, and he's a fucking really good lad, and this is his sound of. of Moral virtue and stuff, but that 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 is a fucking gang he's in, <laughs> in my eyes. Like, no, I don't think it's so. part of a big old gang. No, but then anything's a gang. They fucking shoot people. They're in a gang. Yeah, but like they, no, they shoot them correctly. They're a gang. Okay, they're they're a gang that are upholding like uh, the, the the laws that we've agreed on. It's still a gang. Not really, because <laughs> like uh, if you if all right, let me put it this way. Yeah, is a bunch of footballers a gang? Like, because they're just hanging around. Yeah, but are they uh, going to bash your door in and, and seize you it in your possessions? If, might be if they're West Brom on a trip to Barcelona. <laughs> then, then yes, they're a gang. Nah. <laughs> no, like, would you say... We're, like, Are I'll they going to fucking make you get out your vehicle and search you and shit? No. Like, they've got a gang. They're, they're a gang that we've accepted and put in position. And they're a gang that stop other gangs from... Is, from the, ar- is the army a gang? I guess so. So, if... What do you reckon, like, would happen, yeah? This is what I always thought... This is me going conspiracy theorist, yeah? One of my reasons against, like, the idea of a tyrannical government is because don't you think people in the army, yeah, when they're like, go do this, would just be like, nah, bro, it's my family. That's all the thought I've given it. When they do what? Like, if they were like, yo, you've got to turn the guns on the people of your country. Yeah, and that? Nah, I don't think they'll do it. Wait, wait, sorry, I, I, wait, wait, okay. where did this come from? I don't know. So you're, wait, you're saying... Wait, so we went off me trying to explain the police as a gang. Are you saying that a tyrannical government tells the army to turn the guns on its own people? Yeah. Oh, good, switcheroo. <laughs> oh, my chemistry's unbelievable. <laughs> right, let's go with your thought. Uh, um, if you were in the army in the centenary, I don't think many people would do it. No, yeah. I think hardly anyone. Yeah. It's weird that, like, people... Go, but it's weird. Don't you think it's, like, weird? Because when you see, like... Especially with all this gun debate in America at the moment, yeah? This is where, where it stems from, from my, my thought, yeah? When they're like, but if the government gets tyrannical, and you're like, but you're usually the people who are the most, like, woo, support the troops. But if the government wants to get tyrannical, the people they would use would be the troops. Like, yeah. it ain't going to be Donald Trump turning up, you know? It would be the troops. They probably uh, work their way through the gears as well, don't they? They'll start with getting people to turn the horses on that and that, and the, the army will be like, oh, I'll, I'll, I mean, I wouldn't shoot me people, but I'll, I'll wet them. Right, yeah, right? yeah. And then they're there with the horses, like, fucking some peaceful protest, and then just fucking give them a good See, old wash. See, that's the good thing about right? this country, yeah. And, 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 then, and then, you're not going to change direction again, are you? <laughs> and then, and then they'll, a little bit. I'm trying to go with your fort, you fucking ADHD cunt. <laughs> 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 and then they'll they'll upgrade them to like rubber bullets and stuff, and they're like, oh, oh rubber bullets, oh, that's fine. So if if they're going to turn the troops on the people, they'd probably just like feed it through like that. Yeah, you see, because it would start with a hosepipe over here. There's always a hosepipe ban. Oh, day in the summer. So they would do, do, like, do it in the summer and be like, oh no, the fucking Thames water. Uh, get get this written down. If you want to do a peaceful protest, uh, you do it during the, the heat wave. Yeah, exactly. So you've got like a two day window, one day in Scotland. Mm. Um. Speaking of troops and war, I've been reading a lot of World War One books at the minute. No, you haven't. You've been over reading erotic fiction. <laughs> no, let me 
uh, I know I've spoken about this already, but I think the podcast listeners need to hear it. Go on. Right. Um, after, <laughs> after watching Peaky Blinders, right, and all of them guys in Peaky Blinders are shell-shocked from World War One, Like, they've been tunnelers and shit like that in Flanders Field. And um, I, I realised, like, I, I know very little about World War One, so I, I, I wanted to read up on it, so I... Um, I googled top 10 World War One books, and the first one was this book called um, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, which, by the way, a fucking brilliant book. It's, uh, it's written from the point of view of the, uh, of the German soldiers, so it, it's, it's interesting to hear that perspective, because you've, you've picked a side from birth, right? Yeah. But then I'm listening to the point of view of this fucking child who's been subscribed and he doesn't know what the fuck he's fighting for. And it's one of the saddest things that him and his pals are getting fucking hit with shells. And you're just like, you, you, you go, oh, fuck, whose side am I on? Yeah, I'm, that, I'm rooting for this kid. But that's what the, isn't it with World War One? Like World War Two was like, the thing behind it is we were fighting the Nazis, we were fighting that. But World War One was about empire, wasn't it? So it was actually more like, it was, the Germans were just the bad guys because they, they were the alliance against us. And are like it was. It was over empire rather than like I'm gonna, anything. I'm going to be honest. I'm learning from you here, right? Yeah, yeah you're looking to me for answers because this, this book didn't give any answers of what World War One was about because the kids didn't know what it was about. Right. Okay. So it was from a point of view of ignorance. So you're with them. They're, they're like they'll fucking get so that a, a shell will hit right, and then they'll run to where the shell hits because that crater. They're not going to aim for that again because people are fucking dead in that direction, right? So they they go in there and they fucking bed it down while shells are landing around them and they're talking about why they don't know what they're fighting for so they're going like why what have what have we got against france so they're in france they're like what have, what have we got against france why are we fighting against the french I, I don't mind the french it's like i think france and france insulted germany this is like one of them said he's like how can a country insult a country like did the mountains insult the rivers like what the fuck and he's like no the, the country has in the state like the government and the police and the kid went we're fighting for the government i don't, I don't like the government and the police <laughs> we're fighting for them for well, I was talking to Glenn, Glenn Wall about it, and he was, he was going, yeah, because they'll just send like, the kids and the workers and stuff over the trenches. It's not the arms dealers, not the, not the first ones in the yeah. field. It's not the politicians that are the first ones in the field. So as much as, like, yeah, I just fucking felt really sad for these young By the young, way, that, wasn't, German, that wasn't the erotic fiction. That no, I no, I'm getting I, it. I don't, I don't get off on World War I. <laughs> like, I'm getting it. So, uh, it was, so I just sat there. <laughs> imagine, imagine I threw you under the bus Oh, like my God. <laughs> I'm just so, there at home jacking off over Battlefield 1. So... Finished reading or listening to All Quiet on the Western Front because I like my audiobooks right now. Um, and I still hadn't learned much about World War One, So I was like, what's next? Went on to my top ten list. And number two on the top ten list was a, song, a book called Birdsong by Sebastian Fox. <laughs> and um, I'm like, fuck, four hours in. Is that like quarter of the book? Right. And uh, the war's just started now. Getting to the good stuff. It's getting to the it's getting to the heat of battle now, but man, for the first few chapters, or for book one, the entirety of book one, you know, sometimes books are separated into yeah. one, two, and three. Uh, the, the first book one's like this, like English dude living in uh, living in France. He's like a text, he's twenty year old textile worker, and uh, he's come to find out about the French textile trade, and he's staying in the house, the big mansion of a the factory owner in France, and he ends up having a lewd affair with the Frenchman's wife while he's staying on his property. And it's just a love story. This is how World War One started. Uh, is it? 
Is that it? Yeah, some bloke went over there, fucked the French girl, and then we joined up with them and fought the Germans for some reason. <laughs> I mean, I'm learning this from you because I still haven't learned anything yet. But I'm suspecting that's not how it happened. Um, so, there's all this tension between this fucking lodger and the wife, and then eventually they get it on, but it's really passionate. It's like, this isn't a, this isn't a book for a fucking a dude to hear about war. This is a book for like a lonely woman. Is this like, is this like Fifty Shades of Grey, just World War One edition kind of thing? Well, it's the, it wasn't like erotic all the way through. It just gets to this point where they end up having having sex, and it's well, really well written, right? And fucking, there's a bit where um, to clean up the mess, like to make sure there's no mess, she uh, lets them pull out and then gives them a blazer, which is legend. God's gift to man. That like that's fucking wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If there was more of that going on back then, there wouldn't have been World War One. Oh, man. And as well, just knowing that it was like a 1910 bird. Just oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> she's, she's getting an invite to the Gentleman's Workingman's Club, isn't oh, she? Fucking <laughs> hell, these, bro, these, these, these birds are wicked too. <laughs> Forget what you've heard. The birds were great back then. Lovely woman. Um, so... Bear in mind, when I'm fucking listening to this audiobook, I've um, I've just been away with Natalie to the to the Alps, right? right. And uh, we're in a little commune. We had a shared room with a couple of other people with Brett and Mary, right? So I'm like, I was sharing a single bed. I had a single bed each, but I just jumped in, had a spoon anyway. But like, uh, I, I couldn't get laid because we're sharing a room. And uh, every, because everyone's sharing the same bathrooms and stuff, like I was quickly in and out, so I, I wasn't even tossing myself off to keep the wolf away from the gate. <laughs> So when fucking this audio book's banging on, I would pulling out and giving him a blaze. I start to get the twitch, right? <laughs> so I was driving along in my car, getting a bit of a semi on, until I realised the, the book was being read by a dude. <laughs> <laughs> the book, the book was written by a dude. So this is fucking Sebast- Sebastian wrote as a story that Peter read. If isn't there, I am with a heart on. <laughs> I've, got, I've got questions. Did you jack, did you did you jack off over it? I was driving. Have you? Yeah, but like, that doesn't matter. Like, but no, I, I, no, I didn't. Ah, uh, right, did. but did, did you not manage to get a wank away in the Alps? No. Did you not? Did you not? No. What's the most shameful place you've ever wanked? Um, I've done a drive in my car before. Yeah. I'm ready to work. What's the um, mess like with that? That must be quite messy. And like, then if you go change the gear and you get like a bit of splooge on a gear stick. I think I just I had a sock candy leg. I just ah fair play. Only spare just uniform the bag and that. Aye. Yeah, yeah. The AA do recommend that with like the breakdown. Aye, have a flashlight. Have a cone. Have, have a, a sock. Because uh, I, I was wearing shorts because I was going. There was a lifeguard on us. So I was going to work with my shorts on. I just like fucking shot into a sock doing my leg. <laughs> Grim. <laughs> so anyway, I didn't do none of that. So then fucking uh, there I am. Gonna, so that's um, that made us question some stuff. Like, cause it's definitely not gay. It's not gay, no. But like. It did make us think, like, that was a dude turning us on, though. <laughs> Gay or not. He was, he was sending you on with your own thoughts. Like, he was giving you the thoughts of, of the thing. I think, I think a lot of people listening are having their own opinion on this right now. Like, so, <laughs> but, I'm, yeah, it's, um, it made us think of, um, you know, on, do you watch House of Cards? No. There's a bit where there was a dude uh, in prison. For like I, I can't remember what it was for, like fucking something fraudulent or hacking or something like that. But his cellmate made him like start reading him like erotic stuff, like tell them erotic stories. Oh, where he got his cell grim. off. And it was really grim, and I was watching, and that's grim. That's like a straight dude like talking to a straight dude about pussy to get him off. But then I thought we sell there, just can fear in fucking prison, like yeah. How long? <laughs> get, what, do you, get what you can. Yeah. How long do you reckon you'd last in prison before going gay? I don't think I would. Nah. 
I don't I don't know. I don't think I'll do it. Huh? I don't think I'll do it either. Like it would <laughs> I mean where, where, I where, do, where did the question come from then, Elliot? <laughs> I don't know. Well I've got, That's like me neither. I've I've got an impending charge and I'm just <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just, do you know, do you know what? Yeah, sometimes I watch like things about prison, yeah. And I sit there and I think, man, if you went jail in America and was white, that's pissed, bruv, because you've got to come a Nazi. Nah. You know what I mean? you got to like, no, no, no. But like, say you could join a prison gang. I just yeah. think you've been watching too many movies. You join a prison gang, you got to like, you got to become a Nazi, yeah. And that's, Why would you have to become racist just because you're You don't have to, like, I think you'd have to fake it. Like for a while. What, just to be accepted into just a group? To, just to be like, yeah, like, are you either, I don't know. Just fake being black? <laughs> yeah. I would make the showers way more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah blacked, up prison, blacked up in prison, getting away with it in the shower time. <laughs> imagine you're just slowly imagine but surely like American History X, right? The, the, the shower scene, they come in, they hold you under the shower, and then all the black guys, and they, they, there's just a load of confused Nazis. <laughs> I think you would have sweated it off by then. <laughs> oh my god, what's happening? Oh. <laughs> so, uh, what, what are we talking about? Talking about prison. If I, mm. It must be hard to jerk off in prison if you've got a prison mate there. You've got to like, come up with some sort of rotor in it. Like, all right, man, you've got to go for a walk for like 10 minutes. I need to have a bash. Like, if you had a sound cellmate, like, they'll be like, all right, cool. Well, on Tuesdays, I'll go for a walk for twenty minutes, and we'll just do. Day if you get day like, off. if you get like half an hour for dinner, you could just go. I don't know how long you get for dinner. I don't. I'm not much of a prison, but um, if you get half an hour, you go right. At like two minutes past twelve. Like you go at twelve, and I'll go on shortly after. So I've got the cell to myself for two minutes, and then you get back like early, and I'll come back on time. So you just give each other like a little bracket of yeah cell time. Yeah, but there's, there's and then no just turn back up early, going oh, oops. <laughs> oh, fuck me, watch this broken. There must be, there must be, it must be, it must be difficult though, like trying to jerk off in prison. It, I'd, I'd be, I'd be upset that I wouldn't be able to do it like when I wanted. That you got to have a regular slot because your cellmate might go for that like ten minute walk, but you might be like, oh, I didn't really want to jerk off now, but I'm gonna have to do it. So like, I've just done it. Yeah. Uh, this is what I do with my day, Kai. I think about the big questions like this. Uh, I don't. I don't jack off that often anymore. I don't get old. I thought I wasn't going to get laid last night. I, like I said, I'd been away from Natalie for a, like uh, not away from her, like in her company, but unable. And then uh, and then I come back and I'm staying at Ricketts' and on his couch and stuff. And uh, I, th- I thought, did you jerk off at Ricketts? I thought I, was, I didn't. Wow. I mean, I, I probably could have then, but he wouldn't have minded. Yeah. And then. Uh, and then, I, and then I get back and Natalie was she'd done really well not to follow up with us yesterday yeah she done proper well didn't she, she massively she, she had every right she had to. every reason to be properly pissed at me and she just swallowed it and just I mean <laughs> <laughs> I mean she <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't swallow it she, uh, she buried the, the emotion of being mad at this and just let it pass and it was, I'm very appreciative because uh, after my gig in Nottingham I had uh, the car and I was going to be driving back after the gig but um, I ended up staying over but I didn't just stay over too Is uh, I ended up getting totally fucked up till 9.30 in the morning and then went to bed 
and woke up at three and I was still a bit fucking drunk and I didn't want to drive back so I left it a bit later and we had dinner plans yep. and when I typed in it we sat now because of traffic and shit I was going to be late for dinner plans and uh, she she rang us after work and she's on her way to meet you guys for dinner that I'm going to be late to and she rang us and just ended up in this position where she didn't know I had borrowed Danny's car which I, long story but I, I needed his car for something he's in Australia he couldn't put me on the insurance because he's in Australia so he's just like oh if you fucking get pulled over pretend to be me and he goes that shit I shouldn't have been driving his car but I needed it to get to this other gig later in the week and uh, that's pretty remote. And um, Natalie was just like, so you're fucking coming home late for, for our dinner plans. You drink, drive in a car with no insurance. Like, if you fucking crash, crash your insurance, like, the fucking wedding fund's just depleted. And she's got every fucking right to be pissed off with us for doing something like this. But and you weren't uh, drunk driving. And the, that's what I was trying to get her, right? Because she was going, and now yeah. you're on your phone. She yeah. rang us, right? Just like, now you're, so you're drunk driving on your phone with no insurance. Just fucking, she had every right to be mad. But I'm like, I mean, at this point, you're exaggerating. I don't think I'm drink driving, which is the whole reason I'm late. Yeah. Like I'm late because I, I give it time. Yeah, like yeah. if I if I if I was like, oh shit, I've got to make my dinner plans. If I turned up on time for my dinner plans, you'd be mad at us for drink driving. You'd be mad at us for being late. But she, anyway, she she um she had every right to be fucked. But she, uh, when I saw her, she was sound. And then um this is probably TMI. She's not going to share this. Like, she's not going to enjoy sharing this. But when we, when we got home, I, I could tell that she was going to punish us with uh, abstaining when we got back. Right, we're climbing to bed, pajamas on, and that. I was like, oh no, you, you're not going to have sex with us, are you? Because you feel like I need to be punished. But Natalie, why do you have to punish yourself? <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the okay. reason why why the batteries on the thingy on the podcast recording are, are less charged uh, today because uh, she had to borrow them. Yes, Frig herself off with a podcast recording. <laughs> My long suffering yeah. fiance. Uh, I feel very, very, very tired today. By the way, everyone, because I've had a busy, busy few days. What have you been doing? I just fucking. Well, like I had a gig on Monday that was uh, is contention for it was a fun gig, but one of the worst things I've. So to explain to people, I was doing a gig in Bristol, uh, which was a new material now. I was closing it, but like the thing was, was I got to do 20 to 30 minutes of new material. Now, guess how you, it went if I tell you I went on stage at 11 p.m. Yeah, and were you on, what, what position were you on the bill? Closing. 11 p.m. is not that bad. On a Monday night? Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, you want to be done by eleven. Yeah, like if oh, my gig's wait. going past eleven, like if if my, like when I'm doing punch drunk, if the gig's going new over mater- eleven, new material um, night as well, by the way. But in my head as a promoter, I'm thinking like fucking people have got babysitters, babysitters at home, yeah. they've got taxis booked, they've got like work in the morning. Yeah. So you start like uh, you start even if the even if the comics like a fucking TV name, you're there pulling your hair out, yeah, going, yeah, you're yeah, fucking everyone's routines up, man. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you you do that thing of going like. People do lose concentration. They go like, oh, fucking hell, I've had a few... You know, I've got to be able to when work for When did it start? Some, I no idea. Probably last week, Tuesday. Uh, uh, it just went on and on and on forever. And I got off stage at about 22... Because it was just the most heckly gig I've had in ages on a Monday night. Properly getting... Just, I got murked a couple times by what? a dog. A dog? Not, 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 not like this isn't me being sexual. There was a dog... By a dog, Kai. You got heckled by a dog? There was a dog in the... And everyone just started giving attention to the dog. Oh, my God. Who brings a dog to comedy? 
George Rigdon, the guy who was emceeing the fucking gig. The fucking horse <laughs> and, and then handed it into the audience. The horse. And then brought me on stage. Hello, the horse brought his fucking dog. <laughs> yeah. He didn't need to either. His girlfriend was at home. She could have left after the dog. He brought it as a bit. He just brought the dog to be like, I've got a dog. And I'm good mates with George. I'm very uh, fond of him. I don't know why. Because he does shit like this. Hand it out. It's a fucking gorgeous dog, by the way. It's great. But that's even worse. If he's trying to hand out an ugly dog in the audience, everyone's like, oh, no, get it away. But this yeah, dog, everyone's like, oh, little, little doggy. But now, so I had to be on stage. and The little dog. Oh, mate, it was adorable. Tiny dog, handbag Tiny. dog. Oh, yeah, proper cute. Shit dog. <laughs> I said on stage, I hope it dies. <laughs> like in the audience's arms. <laughs> like they, I wanted some Koreans to come in and start tucking into it. <laughs> like, watch everyone going, ah! And I'm there going, yeah, eat its head first. (laughs) (laughs) So was he bringing his dog on? Mate, he would bring it on stage and then he would give it to an audience member. By the way, there was a... a What type of stuff was he doing around it? What type of banter? Oh, fucking asking everyone what their job was, whoever walked in. Like... You know, there's so a few, the band that wasn't even about the dog. Oh, a couple times it was about the dog. Like I'm backstage getting, I'm trying new stuff. There's nothing. This is my comedy pet peeve, right? This is my w- one thing. When an MC does way too long, like, mm. and I mean way too long. I hear the dummy make stand grab, and that happened like three or four times. So he's about to bring me on. Bear in mind, right? This is a new material night, so they've had three sections. They've had two sec. They've had three sections. Within two of the sections, there's George, and then three acts doing ten. So that's that's the first two sections, right? There's loads of different acts, and then me closing the bill. But he's then going on after each act, doing another five minutes. So he does the. Fu- the dummy, what's called the dummy mic stand grab, where they grab the mic stand, which is the international sign of, I'm wrapping yeah, up. You're I'm coming ra- on in a second. I'm wrapping up. And if you're a comic, you do it as well to let the MC know, hey, I'm wrapping up. He does it and then asks someone else what they do. And I just walked on. They just I just walked on and went, yo, bring me the fuck dog. on. <laughs> oh, I wish I'd booted it into the back of the audience. It seems, it seems like a nice lad, George. I haven't met him Front many the times. Sound right? Yeah, he's, uh, he was uh, he was really funny on the battle rap. And, um, oh, he was hilarious. But one of my uh, only the only things I know about him is when he properly uh, fucked Milo off at the fringe. Oh yeah, and, uh, they're good friends now, right? Oh yeah, well, they're really well, good friends. George is, George is a sound guy. He's a really good guy. But this is what happened. And you can uh, correct me if I get any of this wrong. But uh, George went to see Milo's show. And then in Melo's show was like it was quite bizarre. It was it was not his character. Yeah, it was, out it was there. a it was a one man play about like fucking time traveling and shit, right? And it was I thought it was fucking amazing. I yeah, thought it was, it was a, a work of art. I thought it was funny, well crafted, well like the and pace of it was good. You had to pay attention the whole way through to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I, I like I walked out thinking that was fantastic. Like recommended it to people, and then. Um, but you can see why it might not be for everyone. Yeah, right? you can see why some people might just go, "Oh, that's a bit weird." Yeah, but yeah. it wasn't like uh, it wasn't an offensive show. He wouldn't walk away like George did and go, "That's the worst thing I've ever seen," which he did. Oh no, he said Chris he, Stokes. He said, "I saw Milo McCabe's show. Utter dog shit. Worst thing I've ever seen. Worst thing I've ever seen." Right? Yeah. And he said this to Chris Stokes, who Chris Stokes directed Milo's show. Tacked uh, it. it and went on before him to introduce the show. Yep. So George had watched Chris and didn't clock that it was him, right? And then saw him in a pub later on and just said, "Hey, that show that you directed and uh, announced and and then um oh, and, and then properly mugged me. And off. it just went round the whole of the fringe. Like everyone was like 
George, is it true? But the thing, the thing that I'll give credit to George for, and we did this at the Dave party, we all brought George over and made him tell the story, is because if you don't own that story, there are going to be bits added to it. Yeah. Like, that's the thing you've got to be careful. Like, within car shares of comedians, and it will turn out that, like, people will just add a bit to it to make it even funnier. What a great faux pas, though. <laughs> it's fucking incredible. Have, you, did, have I told you I once did something like that? Oh, a faux pas? Oh, yeah, man. And, in fact, we know one of the guys, on, we know two of the guys on the show, but I'll tell the story. I was in a car share one time with Mike Wilmot, Marlon Davis, and Ahir Shah, and we were talking about... Lovely car share. Great car share. We were talking about uh, the band The Midnight Beast. And I was like, oh, yeah, I used to watch them on YouTube. I really liked them. And then I went, then they got this E4 show. It's fucking terrible. And then I went to hear, do you know it? And he went, yeah, I was in it. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, that's good. And then we had like another five hours in the car together to this place. Uh, but then we sort of, we laughed about it. You know what I mean? Like sometimes that just happens, man. Oh, man. I, t- I tell you about, about my four pound Monday night, right? We saw oh. at the house party that I was oh, up till 9.30 in the yeah. morning. This was fucking, I, I just wanted the ground open from underneath us. It was horrendous. Uh, so we're in the fucking kitchen, busy kitchen, like fucking, uh, like we've got these like disco kind of moody lights on, just washing over the ceiling and shit, right? And like music blasting. And um, Dean's mate, Courtney, a uh, boy called Courtney. He, you know Courtney, right? Like, yeah, proper lad, legend, yeah. He does a lot of, uh, he runs the Punch Drunk Nottingham gigs with Dean. And he's just uh, a fucking great kid, right? And, uh, I, I saw him like uh, bent over the fucking counter uh, playing on his phone. And when I walked past, I went, all right, mate, that's cute. Because he's awesome joggers, right? Yeah. And then he looked over his shoulder and it wasn't Courtney. It was Dean's 20-year-old daughter, Jade. <laughs> 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 I walked past Dean's daughter, my mate's daughter. Oh, I spent out the death off, off, off your melon? <laughs> off my fucking melon. Went, That's cute, isn't it, mate? Oh. And then she turned around and I was just like, no, nah, Jane, honestly, you got to listen. And then she was more offended that I wasn't saying it was cute. I was saying it was Courtney's. She was like, you think I've got a bloke's ass? A fucking Courtney's ass is flat as fuck. I went, well, I've got two options. I can fucking tell you the truth, which is what I thought you had a bloke's ass. Or I'm a fucking Me Too poster. <laughs> <laughs> so I, if that's the way I've got a fucking guy with BD. <laughs> Happy International Women's Day. <laughs> oh, my God. She was funny. I'm glad she laughed. Should we, uh, should we tell uh, the social, the, the faux pas of Andrew Rington Stanley III? Oh, this is a faux pas. This is just... Uh, this is just great. This is just funny. It's become such a funny running joke. And I'm going to tell the story because Daniel, Daniel hates me telling in-jokes as well. But he put an in-joke on the last podcast that made me yep. laugh so fucking hard. Um, so you... I got added by a girl on Instagram called Morgan, lovely girl listening right now. Yeah, 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 on Twitter. Yeah, on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so she's been a listener to the podcast. Any guests that we we'll have on, she'll, she'll add them. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, ended up uh, messaging her. Yeah. That tweets were funny. T- took her as payment as for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Happy International Women's Day. <laughs> but last week. So... So Morgan like comes to the punch drug gigs and stuff, yeah, and she yeah. comes to the work in progress gigs. She's yeah, really, like great, great girl, and uh, and you just got chatting to her, and you thought, what the same age, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah twenty yeah. and twenty-one. Yeah, yeah. Right, and um, and then when you were chatting to her, you found out that when she, like shads everybody after the podcast, Andrew Stanley last year when she was nineteen <laughs> <laughs> slid into her DMs. Yes. <laughs> just, 
sidled in going, how's your Sunday? <laughs> how's your Sunday going? How's your Sunday going? And, um, and like she just looked like, that's a 37-year-old man. I'm probably not going to Last on the last podcast when your dad slides into people's DMs and says, How's your Sunday? <laughs> and his two guests and no one else knew what he was oh, about. Um, but I was being like, We keep doing fucking memes. We're doing memes about how's your Sunday? Fucking Sloss did one with the pitch off The Shining with Jack Nicholson looking through the bathroom door. <laughs> <laughs> how's your Sunday? <laughs> oh, oh, fucking Bella. Thrown, thrown, I love throwing um, people under the bus on uh, this podcast. We're getting a bit too frivolous with it, though. Who else should we Pretty throw much. under the bus? Tom Horton. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, hello. Can I, can I introduce this section as this week on throwing Tom Horton? Oh, sorry. This week on things Tom Horton has does that is podcast worthy. Kai, take it away. <laughs> this week on Tom Horton. Is, uh, so I, I was at this uh, after party where I was complimenting people's bums <laughs> <laughs> off me melon. And we started talking about um, jokes that get like people's jokes getting lifted by other comedians and joke theft and how the uh, industry places itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I've got a joke that is situational. I don't use it unless like. And it's it a very is. it's a joke that can easily be borrowed. Yeah, and again, yeah. it started getting borrowed more and more. And basically, it's if one person starts clapping and they think the whole room's going to start clapping, but the applause doesn't take fire. And then I'll, I'll like do some form of mocking the person's leadership skills. Like yeah. you, try, you try to start a round of applause, but didn't quite have the leadership skills, and just make it like a like a, a, joke, a bit of attention yeah. on them. It's a bit of fun. It's something I'll need in a very specific situation. Did you say it once and it killed, and then like you've just gone, oh, that's oh, yeah, what I'll that say. Was, there, there we go. That, the that was me. I'd labelled like. For Fucking probably five years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. And then um, I remember Liam Whiffnell saw us do it, and then was like, "Oh shit! I didn't realise that was your bit. I've been doing it." And he apologised to us for doing it. Yeah, good lad. I I don't know if he stopped or not, but he apologised. But you've had a a couple people message you that they've seen people doing it. I had people messaging us saying, "This kid I'd worked with last year, Rory Law, was doing it in Australia." And then I text uh, one of the promoters just saying, "Hey, if Rory Law does my bit, your gig, uh, pay me instead." But uh, what to do with the payment is just put it behind the bar for the acts, right? So I'm saying to people, if he uses my joke. it's beer money yeah. like he's, he's payments beer money I'm not gonna like have That's a fall out of him or anything yeah. but I'm just gonna like let him know right and then uh, obviously since I messaged that he got in touch with me just going fuck Kai I'm really sorry I must have absorbed it like it, yeah so, I don't think he was malicious so I'm at the point now where I'm fucking putting out fires to try and keep hold of it as my bit I'm at the verge where I'm gonna have to fucking just let it go and it becomes stock right the stock has to come from somewhere and I'm in a position where I'm like reluctant, but it's getting to that point. So I'm telling that story about how this is the bit that I'm going to lose. And, um, and then the whole fucking staff base lit up and going, oh, oh, Tom Horton did that at the last Punch Drunk gig. Fucking Tom Horton. This is it. Punch Drunk's fucking my gig. And he says half the room didn't laugh because they'd heard it before from you. <laughs> Oh, of course. <laughs> the gig that I host, I only wasn't there because I was off in LA with Sloth. Oh, and then he probably did his avocado joke. <laughs> Bless Just him. Fucking. Bless him, but he was there. I, I fucking uh, put it in the group WhatsApp chat today. And he, was, and he got rinsed. He got fucking slaughtered today, but he was so apologetic about it, but... I went on a night out with Tom a couple of weeks ago, and I'm pretty sure we ended up at a house party in a millionaire's flat that we weren't invited to. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, I genuinely, like, you know when you walk into a place and you're like, no, these these people don't want me here. And, like, someone's like, no, we'll make them want us here. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> it, was good, it was a good night for all the wrong reasons. 
he pushes his luck a lot when he's oh, drunk. He pushes his luck a lot, a lot in general. Like, oh, complete privilege. It's hilarious. Oh, that's why I love him. Yeah. Should we should we stick it to some? Muggles? We should stick it to some muggles, yeah. But uh, Tom, go and stand in the corner for thirty seconds. Standing there for fucking life, for mate. Making me livelihood. <laughs> I can't wait to see him do a show about saving a kid with cancer. Because uh, he's gonna. Oh yeah, do it. Yeah, <laughs> doing doing my punish drug show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do Muggle Corner, and uh, we'll just do one each. Oh, okay. Because it's uh, time's ticking, and I just realised I've only wrote one down. That's actually not a tick that fast. If you got two, you can uh, yeah, do two. I've got two. I've got two but, uh, you, you go first, then, and we'll go back and forth. Okay, I'll do my first one because this is just something that I just did to you. Uh, muggles tell you to do something a certain way and go because I know what you like. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then make up a hypothetical scenario to get yeah. angry about, yeah. which I just did to you because you were making me a coffee and you went to put a bit more milk in it. I went, no, don't put more milk in it because it'll float to the top. I know what you like. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then I saw, you didn't even think I'd see it, but I saw this look on your face. You pulled a face and I felt really guilty. I cl- like I glared over it. You're not expecting it to be looking back. Because <laughs> it just sounded like you were doing it from your phone. Cause I was like, uh, I, I think I, I was like, oh, I think I've made these a bit strong. Because you asked for milk in it. I was like, I put, because you fucking always whinging about how I make your coffee. Because you get it wrong on so many occasions. And it's not difficult. <laughs> you may expect this chat from your pals, like. <laughs> that's what I said. Even you fucking let a little nag, I was like, shit, that's like someone I've fucking but lived with for the 20 years. Times, like, you'll make a cup of tea and then I'm bleeding from the mouth, and you go, oh, the secret ingredient is bleach. Like, it's, <laughs> like why are you putting that in there? <laughs> I mean, you're exaggerating. I am, but you do, you, sometimes, like, I'll just ask for something and then it'll come over, and I'm like, Kyle, why is it? I was like, oh, he's probably got a complaint that's not enough milk, and even though there's loads, just there's a lot of coffee, so it's fucking dark. and it, uh, you usually say, oh, don't put more milk in To be fair, though, you've already fucked up by putting too much coffee in it. It's not, it's not a difficult drink to make. Yeah, and I always make a fucking real effort to make it specifically how you want it, because I know what you like. <laughs> <laughs> it's an, it shouldn't be an effort, because you are... Seeing because I know what you like is the most patronising fucking muggle comment, isn't it? Yeah, it's, my mum does it loads. Like, she'll make up a hypothetical... Scenario like I'll bring a drink into the room, into like Sam around my mum's. I'll take a drink in the living room, and she goes, "I know what you like. You need to use a coaster, otherwise you're going to knock it over, and then it's going to fall on the carpet, and then the cat's going to go down there and burn itself." I know, I know what, what the cat's like. like. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I just sat there and going, "You're angry about something you've just imagined." Yeah. Like I haven't yeah. done anything of those things I probably will do them yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm like but, that, but that, that's just your mum pattern forming she's yeah. pattern formed worked you out and applied the logic or like she if, knows what you're like she knows what I'm like but like if there's like some biscuits out there she's like you can have one but don't finish them I know what you're like and you're like what man like it's just <laughs> you've just imagined this thing and you're angry about it it's not and now now I've got to finish it out of principle <laughs> you know what I mean you just don't look like a little bitch yeah fucking talk to me like that <laughs> lucky I don't smack you not even blinking or breaking eye contact as you fill your mouth with biscuits <laughs> oh, is this what I'm like <laughs> I'll just I'll just put them on the floor and stamp on them because I can <laughs> Speaking of biscuits, our friend Ryan Cohn's been fired from facts. Oh, sad, sad day. It's a sad day. Sad day. So our friend Ryan Cohn, uh, talented Irish comedian. Uh, used to eat biscuits eat, for a living. Eats biscuits for a living, which is a source of a lot of our joy. Yeah. We were in Ibiza and someone came up in the shop and went, are you Ryan from facts? And <laughs> recognised him from eating biscuits on the internet. And then bought him a pack of biscuits. Bought him a pack of biscuits. Made him eat them. Because now he's like... <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, he's been he's been fired from facts. I saw him last week no, in London. He hasn't been fired. It's just not happening oh, anymore. Oh, sorry. Is it? Oh, right. It's not happening. Like obviously, his job is normal. <laughs> It'd be cool if he got fired because he just walked in, ate a biscuit, and went, "I can't take it anymore." And threw him away and ran out. <laughs> just started enjoying them instead of complaining. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, would you uh, would you eat biscuits for a living? Sounds good. I would like fucking no carbs before mobs and all that. <laughs> I'd just spit them yeah. out, vomit afterwards. I'd be bulimic. Bulimic. Nah. Um, yeah. You know what? It's like if if that. Yeah. Why the fuck not? I love interesting shit like that. That this <laughs> interesting shit like well, it's that. Just like biscuits. Biscuit eating. Like you know what a weird <laughs> what a weird fucking job to have. If I had said that. It, by the way, can I just point out? There's so many times on this podcast you say something stupid, but then when I say something stupid like MLMO or something, whatever. Oh, that's fucking stupid. Nah, man. That, that's a not, word. No, that's a not, word you made up. Not, not a letter. Than, well, I can't remember what, is, what you said. Like interesting. You something said like, fucking fail was the biggest element in coal. No, I, no, but like I'm kind of right. You're kind of wrong. No smoke without fire. Carbon. That's what I was saying about it. Sh- sh- my sweet princess. <laughs> I was meant to have a theory test for driving today, and I'm fucking so glad I've not done it. Like I've got so many of them questions wrong on my little app on my phone, man. Like it's not even funny. It asked me one about what to do if you arrive at a crash, and I genuinely thought like, oh, move all the bodies. I was like, you want to move them out of the way? Well, that wasn't even on the no, multiple it was, choice. It was. It was like, get there and move all the bodies. And it was like, wrong. And I was like, well, I'm not just going to leave him in the middle of the road. So if a car's coming through. Makes mm. sense. What if a car you comes in? You would you put yourself in the middle of the road? I'll put my car there, put the hazards on. Because the car's in the middle of the road and it stopped. And I'll just drag. Like, in my head, there's like burning cars and stuff. And I'm dragging people out of them. Like, I'm like Superman in this situation. It just also looked. But there wasn't an option of you just saving the day. There wasn't no. an option of you just being the fucking everyday hero. Oh, like what I would like is like get there and check their breathing. And it's like, yeah, I was going to do that and then move them out of the you way to drive run. on. That's what you would do. You're telling the story like, oh, I'd be a hero. You would just be like, didn't that see wasn't a thing. an option. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm like. <laughs> No, I, I think I'd, I think. Um, so you did, you booked in for your theory test, failed on the app, and then didn't turn up. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'll say, I'll have a day where I do what I want instead of because I fucking hate driving lessons, man. Like fuck me, I get it. You get in a car, you go, you drive, check your mirrors, mirror signal, maneuver, all this lardy da, right? Like idiots can do it, I can do it, but just why do I have to sit a theory test? Why? There's because no reason. Because you're, you're not just learning how to drive. You're learning law. You're learning the law of the road. I know you're the learning law. like a portion of the fucking rule book. I know the law of the road. Clearly not. You couldn't pass a fucking Ma- multiple choice question. Man, driving. Where the answers were in front of you. Driving. You still didn't know the answer when it was there. Driving is just reading the vibes of the road. <laughs> That's all it is. It's vibing. It's you're like a, being in a jazz band. You're a jazz driver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Just vibe. Just like, what's that guy doing? Cool, he's being a dickhead. I read the vibe. Gonna sit back a little bit. Um, you yeah. would, if someone was being a dickhead, you wouldn't read the vibe and sit back. You'd be fucking claiming for your window, trying to muay thai kick his exhaust off. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I'm very, I'm very calm when I drive. Would you fuck be a calm? Did I tell you in one of my lessons? Right. Um, so I'm driving down this road. It's a 20 mile per hour road, and there's a, a zebra crossing. And it was someone by the zebra crossing, so I switched down in uh, first gear. And I go to slow down because they're stood by the zebra crossing. So in my mind, they're going to cross. Mm-hmm. So I stop. Yep. They don't cross. Mm-hmm. So the car behind me beeps. Yep. Now I'm a learner. Bro, I do the rest of this road in first gear at like 10 miles per hour. 
And my instructor, yeah, and my instructor's going, you can put it up into second and go at 20. I went, no, he beeped at me. And my instructor's like, what? I'm like, no, 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 this guy's beeping at me. No, I'm, I'm going, I'm now going to take longer. How, how fast were you going? Uh, I was doing the speed limit, which is 20. In first gear? No, 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 no. I dropped down into first gear. Because if you're doing 20 mil on first gear, like, I'm showing him. So I keep in first gear and do about 10 and like just doing about 10 mile per hour. Another time I was coming out, I was on a road, on a road called Ross Road. It's very difficult. It's a junction and it's very difficult to turn right because there's buses, loads of cars going. It's on a hill, very difficult. So I'm just sat there and like, you know how it is with driving. You've got to wait. You know how it is when you're learning and driving. I'm not taking any risks. I've got to sit there. I've got to wait till it's clear. I can't yeah. bully my way out. Mm-hmm. So this car behind me starts beeping. So I'll just give him the finger and I'm a learner driver. And like their faces when they realised oh, the learner man. was giving him a finger. They struck. I must have been like, oh, He didn't no. see. He didn't they see. No. But, but this is the thing, yeah. It's like... Don't fucking get rude because I'm a learner. Like, what's what's my instructor going to do? Yell at me. We're two adults. He ain't going to yell at me. My instructor's sound as well. So we do, we're just going down this road at 10. And he was like, you know, you could go into second and go at 20. Yet. I'm like, no, he beeped at me. And my instructor's like, well, if you do that on your test, you're going to fail. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but you can't, I don't think you should beep at learning. You still do this. <laughs> Between me and him. Unless you're going to get out and throw something at his car, keep your mouth shut. Like, no, he's cool though. Oh man, I, I give someone the thumbs up for letting us out the other day, but like, um, I, it took us everything to give him the thumbs up just yet because my muscle memory was to flip the bird. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, I was just like instantly nearly just fucking give him the middle. That like, uh, we made Can did that on request. Like, me and Sloss were getting, like, we were drunk, and uh, Can was the one sober, and he was giving me a lift from one side out and brought the other. And he was uh, waiting to go into the St. James' car park, and the guy flashed him out, and Sloss just being drunk went, Give him the middle finger. And we made sober as a judge, just fucking stuck his middle finger up with this guy and fucking let him in. The guy was just uh, just lost trust in everybody. You'd get like the age of 15 and was like, that's the rudest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Imagine being that guy. Oh, man. Like, how are you ever meant to... You have to go to therapy to get over that. How are you going to be nice to anyone again? <laughs> I don't know why, but things like that bring me so much joy in life. Oh, man. I've, I've got a lot of intrusive thoughts that Adam would just been like really rude to was, people for no reason. I was sat in this, I was sat in this, so I was in a writer's room thing today. A load of people I didn't know were having to write, work on this project and write things down. And a bit of me, I was just sat there and I thought, what if I just started shouting like really racist things right now? I wonder what would happen. Like, just if I just started sitting there going, there ain't no black in the union, like, just out of the turn, no. Like, what would happen? Not, not how you feel, but you just want to see people's response yeah, to if, yeah, yeah, if you yeah. were that guy. Yeah, your brain. Like, would they be like, you've got to go? Are they just going to sit there and pretend it didn't happen? What? Yeah, like, we we, yeah, we want to walk the day. I walked the Wirral Way with rickets. We'd done 12 and a half miles, like, down the Wirral. Oh, and, uh, it was kind of boring, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was lovely company, because, like, rickets in Fran, but, like, it's an old railway line with bushes either side. But it doesn't really change from that for the full 12 miles. It's like, I was expecting to see David Bowie and a baby. Oh, why do people do this shit, man? But uh, it was really nice because we just fucking uh, sang lollipop, lollipop, like, stand by me. 
Oh, reference he didn't get. Oh, I do, um, I do. I've seen that film. Yeah, uh, no, but uh, it was a fucking really good day. But yeah. when we got to this, uh, there was this golf course uh, outside the track, and I saw that you know that wall uh, wall sign where there's ice cream. I was like, there's selling ice cream there. And I went in. There was just this lady in a little tuck shop with a fucking ice cream thing. I just, I really wanted to rudely order the ice creams. I really just wanted to kind of give us two fucking ice creams now, <laughs> like, just to see. <laughs> Because I was like, I was play person, right? Like, I, I went in, like, fucking, I was, like, offered to buy her one. She, she said no, and I felt really bad because I was like, should I now tip her with the money I was going to use to buy an ice cream? Nah. <laughs> you kind of got, would you like an ice cream? <laughs> no, but I'll have the money. Why did you, you offered to buy the lady in a shop uh, an ice cream? Yeah, I thought it was a nice thing to do. Bought me, because we just had a little Bro, chat. I, think, I bet she gets free ice cream. Uh, she probably does. But we're just having a nice little chat. She's just in this remote place, right? We're having company. So, so my disposition in that situation, what I'm trying to say, is I am the fucking friendliest guy alive in that right, situation. Yeah. But there was just something tugging at us to just go um, there's a couple of fucking ice creams. Don't look at us. <laughs> like, just be rude. I don't know why. Yeah, I just think it seems so alien. It seems so alien to be rude in just a situation like that that I kind of just want to see it happen. Yeah, have you ever tried it? Nah, I never would. Great being rude. Nah, I couldn't fucking do it. brilliant, man. Like you, you will get some. You will get like it's. It's really weird, right? I was there are sometimes in like I think you do have to come across rude mm-hmm. and one of the times I turn up to a gig a theatre gig and you know uh, where you're just left standing in a foyer like they've not taken me backstage or anything and I'm like hey I'm doing this and they're like oh whatever and then you actually like go usually I'm very polite and just this one time I, I can't remember why I just went look I've come to do a show like show me where I'm meant to go otherwise I'm just going to go home so you become a diva and I came a diva Oh, but then this is the way speaking as effective. But then it's, I fucking got an apology. They took me back, got me a beer, and it was like, oh, I can see why there are some people on the circuit you will hear stories about. I can see why they'll do that now. Yeah, but don't become. But not, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not worth, don't, it's don't not worth it, the trade off. Yeah. It's like if you, if if you fucking shirk around, you, you'll you'll save yourself fifty quid, but you'll be known as the guy that shirks the round. Andrew Stanley. Right? <laughs> so don't be that guy. Like even if it's going to cost you more money, do yeah. not be that guy, right? Or even though it's going to cost you more time to not be the guy that's the diva, you're not the diva guy. Yeah. So it's worth because I, I don't know once where um, I was going to Tay in the park and there was me and my plus one, which was Natalie, and um. They didn't have the ticket at the accreditation for me plus one, but I knew I had one and I had the confirmation and they weren't going to let Natalie in. Did you kick off? I was running late for my gig and I just said to the person, I was like, I'm due on that stage in like fucking 40 minutes and I've I've still got to get there and get sorted. Um... I'm not going to be on that stage because I'm going to be here and it's your fault, not mine. Because I'm not going through without my plus one because we're not getting separated and on a situation like this where if she doesn't get in and she's just stranded outside the thing, nah, not happening. I think I'm stood here until she gets her pass and I'm not going to go in to do me show and it's your fault. And so I was a bit of a diva then and they just fucking, that person didn't want the panic of somebody not being on stage yeah. at the same time. And I walked away thinking, oh fuck, being a diva's effective. Yeah, Because if I had just went, oh, that's a shame and then just done me thing, like Natalie would still be still outside. She's still there now. She'd still be there. You she'd know be, what she's like. She would have starved to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it can work being a diva. But uh, nah, it's you not, don't, it's you not don't, worth it You don't want to get uh, known as like that being uh, the, yeah. you're the person who does that. Especially at like, as lower level as I'm at sometimes when I'm turning up to a theatre gig it's not like I've sold out a theatre I'm doing a gig there um, what have you got for muggles we- yeah that's what I was looking at now because yeah. the time's ticking um, this is um, something I wrote last week uh, men was asking why there isn't an international men's day 
There is one. Yeah, this is 19th of November, and I saw Richard Herring's yeah. reply to everybody, telling them when it was. That was very funny. Bro, those men are such cocks, man. Which one? They're such cocks. The ones asking why there isn't yeah, a bro, bro. Like, the way The same way I find fucking guys who wear... Why is there not a white pride yeah, march? Yeah, yeah this like, is what a feminist looks like shirt. And then you go, why isn't there an International Men's Day? You're the same fucking group of annoying men. Like, fuck me. Can, why, what happened to men just being men? Do you know what I mean? What whatever happened to like you go, you lift some weights, you, now you've got these fucking guys who are like the vegan wearing this is what a feminist looks like shirt. And then you got the other screw. Now, now it's getting to the point, isn't it, where the, the alpha like manly macho man is less of a problem than yeah. this fucking wet blanket beat got, a male. And then you've got these fucking internet white guys with glasses there who like watch Sargon of a Cad or like tweet Tommy Robinson. And you got these guys and you're like, Oh come on, bro man, why don't you try being a fucking guy? Do you know what the problem with these guys is? Is they just don't know how to chat of women that's what I think all of their problems well the international men's day oh guys. yeah they're, they're just like eh, why have women got a thing eh, and you're like oh bro you've just never like, it's like as if they've picked a side yeah like fuck me bruv yeah. I'm doing everything to not say a word that I want to say because I know within the context of it I'll look bad but they, they just fucking infuriate me because when people talk about White Pride March or anything like, or, or why isn't there a White Pride Day? It's because what are you celebrating? Yeah. Oh, the colonization of Africa. Oh, that was a great thing, wasn't it? Like you're talking about all of these things. You're, you're, not, pr- you're not. You're not proud of, proud of your history as a white person. No, a you're fucking the not. Like, I think there should be like a fucking white apology day. <laughs> I would totally go out of a white apology day and be like, sorry, I'm still going to milk some of the privilege. I hope you don't mind. I'm going to coast. Is that okay? I know it wasn't me, but I'm also going to reap the benefits of what wasn't me. Oh, absolutely, man. Like when I'm talking about police officers officers earlier saying they're all sad. I imagine if I was not a white man, that would be a very different opinion on it. But they've always been sound to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. All that. All that. There's no international. Why is there an international men's day? It's just it's just a way for fucking people. It should be an international men's apology day where we apologize on behalf of men. I I don't think it should be that either. I think guys, you say things like that cocks as well like, I'm like, what, are you, what are you fucking apologising for what have you done anything wrong no I'll shut up and get on with your day but if, if, if you're going to put us in a group that I've got to do my, uh, sorry, about, sorry about these guys that you've lumped me in with oh, man, I am, I am I a dude think, but some dudes fucking suck yeah, they, I'm sorry on behalf of my team if you want to put us in a, dude, they, in a box they absolutely do they, like I, I, I always sit there and met, oh, I had it one, I didn't realise how bad it was until one night I've talked about this on a podcast before I went out with lovely Lily from off the co. Went out after a show, having a few drinks. She, she works at the agency and stuff, and I had to pretend to be like her boyfriend to get this guy to leave her alone. Oh, like, no. And ended up in like nearly a fight situation because and putting his arm. We just started really method now, like you're getting really mad because you're thinking. Now he, he thinks, thinks I'm, I'm a boyfriend, boyfriend, and she's still she, going. You've disrespected she, she, my yeah, hypothetical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and now I'm like my mum recreating a hypothetical there and getting myself into a fight. Yeah. I'm going, bet this guy would finish all the biscuits as well. What a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did, it, Can you mind uh, outside of the love bar when uh, 
Natalie needed to go into the oh, toilet before getting a taxi. That was ridiculous. The, the, the doorman wouldn't let her go into the bathroom, but, but because she knew that she wasn't going to let back in, she said she was pregnant and needed the toilet, and the doorman still wouldn't get let her go back in to use the toilet. And now all of a sudden, this guy hasn't let my pregnant I mean, fiancé yeah. use the toilet. And even though she's not pregnant, and she's just drunk and needs a piss, and he's got every right to turn her away with the information he's been given, like, I just got, like, fucking as if I had to protect something. Yeah. Like, you know, like, because no, I, I, I wanted to fucking move through him. I was yeah. going to be like, right, fucking, you're going to have to fucking wrestle one or both of us out of this fucking situation. I think, I think the, the doorman or whatever in the Gilded Balloon in Edinburgh anyway are the biggest fucking cunts alive. Some of them are sound, man. Some of them. You've done a sweeping generalisation there, but some of them are, yeah. Really, yeah some, some, of them, some of them are really and, sound. And my, so reason, my reason for saying that is because... I think they hate most of all the comedians because we're the reason they got to work there till 5am. Like the other bars and stuff shut at around about three and they've got to sit there for an extra couple of hours because we're there. And I remember one time you were just dancing. It was at the So Think You're Funny party. You were just there having a dance and one of them came over and told you off about the way you were dancing. Do you Fucking hell, this? I must have been dancing amazing. <laughs> it was great. Everyone was there. It, it, Had me cock out, <laughs> stood on my head. Uh, you were pissing everywhere. It was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> no, came over and was like, oh, I've told you. I remember just thinking like, fuck, man. You see when people are like, how did Nazi Germany happen? It happened because this motherfucker, like you're the kind of guy who's given a modem of power and like, oh, I get to control people. Like, I'm never surprised that the Nazis happened yet because, because there's so many people out there who once they're given that little modem of power you see it with ticket inspectors ticket inspectors are the same you give them a modem of power and they're oh, I nearly got in a fight with another ticket inspector I do it, uh, it that, that's uh, in the not the, the World War One book I read not the raunchy one bird song right. but they're, they're all quiet on the western front is the uh, the guy that was the drill sergeant like that fucking uh, on the patrol was um, was a postman in their area and all of a sudden he's been given a position of power yeah. just based on a draft Right, and the fucking postman's just fucking pulling rank, and they're just like, "Who the fuck is this dickhead?" Yeah. But they have to step in the lane, and then you give that them guys half the fucking dudes with a security at a festival where they're oh, like the three day security. Oh, Those three day security guys cunts. where they're they're not security all year round, so they haven't like learned how to act, and they're just like, "Oh fuck, I can just tell yeah, people man, what they, to do." I've got info. Uh, could I tell quickly the story? What? Could you fact check this? Speaking of, what over time, mate? Should we just do a longer podcast? Yeah, go on. Yeah. I'll just tell this story quickly and see. Uh, I was putting it into the group. It's when I met Gareth on the train at Sheffield. Yeah. So uh, I was doing Last Laugh in Sheffield, right? And, uh, you know, you've talked about this before, before. The flat, the house is miles from Sheffield Station. Yeah, it's in Rotherham. It's in Rotherham, right? So I'm on a train. I'm on a, I'm on a, in a cab going to the station. And I went, I'm not going to book my ticket for this train because I don't know if I'm going to make this train cab pulls up and I've literally got to run now there's no barriers at Sheffield so I'm like ah oh, I'll buy a ticket on the train yeah right not, not an illogical thought that that's like you can do that yeah get onto the train and who do I see but Gareth War it just so happens to be on the just train so happens to be on the train he's going to Birmingham I'm changing at Birmingham fucking brilliant right so sit down one of my best mates is there ticket inspector comes through and I go hey mate I need to buy a ticket so I don't try to get out of it. I'm straight away, like, flag him down. I need to buy the ticket. And he goes, it's £46.50. And I went, I've got a young person's rail card. He went, I can't accept that. You can't use that on the train. So I go, fine, whatever. Even though the ticket was 15 quid. Mm-hmm. I was like, fine. I go, I pay for it, and his, his machine doesn't work. So I'm like, okay. 
So the train pulls into Derby, it's pulling into Derby. So then I just buy myself online a ticket from Derby to Birmingham. And then download the ticket. And then download the ticket. And then I go to the guy, I just need a ticket from Sheffield to Derby. And he's like, uh, okay, can I see a young person's rail card? I went, yeah. Took my young person's rail card and then goes to me, hands me this form and goes, you need to fill it in because you've now broken the laws of the train system, what have you. Um, you, 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 you need to write this down so we can send you a fine. And I went, I'm not fucking doing that. And he went, well, I'm not giving you back your young person's rail card. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And in the back of my mind, I'm like, I've still got my receipt because this has happened to me before. (laughs) 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 This this isn't my first rodeo, cowboy. (laughs) And then, uh, so he then, uh, the rest of the journey, whatever. I walk out of Birmingham New Street Station. He comes up to me and he goes, give me your ID and I'll give it back. Uh, I went, he's asking now for formal identification. So like driving license, whatever, provisional. And I went, no, nah, mate, like I'm not fucking giving you it. And he went, well, I'm keeping your thing. I went, keep it as a momentum. And he went, you know, I can go through the system and find it. And I went, no, but you can't, you can't do that. Otherwise you wouldn't be asking for it. No. And then as we walk out the station, he comes back up to us and I turned to him and I went, mate, you're not on the fucking train anymore. Like now you're just the guy who's taking my young person's rail card. Like I'll fucking grab it back off you. There's nothing. There's no one here to stop me from doing it. And like went in that level where Gareth was like, "Oh, now you're being a dick." Yeah, you're abusing staff. Yeah, he's still yeah, on the yeah, premises. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But he's off the train, but he's in his jurisdiction. Yeah, yeah. But fuck him, because you know when you see them signs in train stations where it says like, "Please don't abuse our staff," and there's a picture of him crying, and I think like, yeah, but what the fuck did the member of staff do? Abused you. Like they'll they'll have gone on a little power. Like you can't. If if that situation, I'm sure, went anywhere, and I went, he just stole my young person's rail card. That's what's happened. Do you know, uh, one, one of the angriest I've ever been at a security was at Rock Ness in 2013. Uh, Garth had a broken back, and he'd been through back surgery to get his uh, two fucking Fuck. uh, vertebrae uh, fused together to become one. Right. And uh, he was barely walking, but he took on the fucking... Uh, he'd come to this festival anyway... As a disabled person. Right, yeah. Right? And he went to use the disabled toilets and the woman wouldn't let him. Right? She was like, nah, it's for disabled people only. He was like, showing her his scar. He was fucking hobbling. He's like, I've got a broken back. And she was like, nah, just because he's like upright and didn't look disabled, what, how, do you, oh. how do you fucking look disabled, you know? Yeah. And, um, and she was like, nah, the public toilets are down there, fucking males doing the hill with queues. And Gav, fucking bless him, had to just fucking walk like a cowboy with a broken back. <laughs> with a fucking with a, a pin in his back and a fucking fresh wound and fucking hobbled out of the thing and I was like oh the closest I've come to hitting a woman <laughs> happy International Women's Day <laughs> <laughs> she fucking boiled my piss because nah, yeah. if that was a fucking dude Blood, like yeah. I would have held him while Gav oh, used that bathroom ab- like. absolutely and this is why men earn 15% more because they're in more danger. <laughs> we, are, we, are being, we are being fucking horrendous on this podcast. We've become too comfortable in these shoes. In this, in this I can't wait for Daniel on. to come back and just have to clear up the mess I've left. What are you doing, guys? <laughs> We're only joking, people. It's just jokes. I've gotten to the point now where I've been listening to Dave Longley's podcast too long, and I'm just like, you can say that them jokes that are steeped in irony, but like so dry, they look like they're not. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it's so. Uh, I love listening to his podcast because it's so fucking refreshing. It's great. It's so refreshing how he just talks on that podcast. The way people talk in a room with their friends. Yeah, it's perfect. No, it's good. Spy a bit to be more like him. <laughs> <laughs> probably gonna get us into trouble what would be your only one reason like it, 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 what would be your reason if like if you if you say a woman came at you what, what would you do 
No, uh, this is uh, one thing I've always said is like I I would just take a beating if that happened in that situation, right? I would just like let her punch herself out and just I'm not gonna fight back against a woman, right? Maybe restrain, maybe restrain, but I wouldn't do impact, right? Right. But if a woman hit Natalie, oh, that's not a woman anymore. That's a fucking enemy. (laughs) She's getting kicked as shit. (laughs) I wouldn't fucking do it. Like if a fucking woman went to hit my fiance, dead. Kick out of fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Can't blanch. <laughs> You're not a fucking. Yeah. It, that's it. Like, yeah. it, it, I guess the same would go if I had kids. Woman <laughs> 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 just start hitting me kids. Knock her out. Oh, I thought you meant if another kid hit your kid, you'd fuck the kid up. <laughs> oh, one of my favourite things ever was uh, I didn't even finish watching the series either. The True Detective season two with Colin Farrell, where his kid gets bullied off the kid. It, spoiler alert: if you haven't watched it, Colin Farrell gets the kid's who and knocks the dad out in front of the kid. <laughs> oh, what a beauty! But that that, that 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 would probably be my first option, though. If if a woman hit Natalie, knocking her boyfriend. Right. Okay. <laughs> so unless unless you can have us. Um, nah, I'd probably. Uh, I don't know no. what happened to Muggle Corner there, but it seems to happen every week. <laughs> I don't know. I ended up beating a woman up, beating a woman up at the end of that. I'm very passive. I'd hit a woman with another woman just to continue <laughs> the train of last podcast. <laughs> hit a woman with her own baby. Okay, I don't give no fucks. This is, you know what I'm like. <laughs> this is why we should have stopped the podcast from, from before the hour. We're yeah. well over an hour. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Def- I didn't realise. I've got a gig to go to as well. You fucking... Oh, shit, we're well over it. Sorry, my bad. Right. Um, your dad wears a GoPro to job interviews to try and find out why he never gets the job, but he still hasn't figured out that that's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> your dad goes UFO hunting. <laughs> Your dad washes his car top, listen, cut off shorts and really works it. Your dad is still on his gap year. <laughs> Your dad crowdfunded his late more suction. <laughs> Your dad's left strict instructions for his eulogy to be in Klingon. <laughs> Your, dad, Your dad filled in a which friend's character are you survey and he was Gunner. <laughs> Your dad spent his life savings trying to win a teddy bear out of a claw machine. <laughs> Your dad walks around Sookie Hall Street offering to massage people's feet for baggy. Your dad's desktop background is a picture of a dirt bike. <laughs> <laughs> your, your dad entered the world's strongest man. Not the competition, the bloke, the partners. <laughs> Your dad drives an automatic. <laughs> Milo. Skinny jeans are really baggy on your dad. <laughs> your dad is a member of the NRA despite living in Northumberland. <laughs> your dad turned his mirror upside down and couldn't understand why his reflection stayed the same way up. Your dad sold his soul to the devil to get up a prestige on Call of Duty. <laughs> Fuck you would. You know my dad. Your dad sits down with his legs crossed to piss. Your dad proposed to your mum with a mood ring and when she put it on it turned black because she was <laughs> fucking livid. <laughs> your, dad, your dad had a stroke and when he smelt the toast burning he went to the car and got some marmalade before passing out. <laughs> 
Your dad is the only person who's ever actually told Stanley how his Sunday is going. <laughs> Beautiful. When the bus driver said he didn't give change, your dad said he didn't give a fuck. Took your seat. Oh, that would be heroic. <laughs> he just walked on and went, I'm not, I'm not okay, mate. Someone took my young person's rail card on a train last week. Ballin'. Ladies and gentlemen. We're sorry. Uh, we're Started going. slow but got good that one, I thought. Are we still on? <laughs> you can also leave reviews on iTunes. <laughs> Please leave a review on iTunes. Let me know what you think. I'd love to know what you think. Even if it's like fucking, <laughs> well, you've got this far. <laughs> it's just a load of abuse. Can't leave a review. I enjoyed it. Bye. Good night.